Hi, this is David Sachs, and welcome to Spiritual Tools for an Outrageous World. Every week we do a little couples therapy between us and God. It's a chance to deepen and explore our most important relationship. Okay, I'm glad you're here. I wanted to wish everyone a fantastic, overwhelmingly blessed Rosh Hashanah New Year. Just everything good in your heart, just all your dreams, all your dreams should be fulfilled in the coming year and uh, we should see great, great things. I wanted to share a few teachings with you just to get you in the proper mindset and and God willing, just inspired just to really focus on all these amazing opportunities that are ahead of us. And I just wanted to start with, with what the Torah calls Rosh Hashanah. So it's called Yom Hadin, which means Judgment Day. Okay, so I maybe you can think of a scarier name than that. Maybe you can. I, I personally can't. I mean, Judgment Day kind of says it all. So, so what does that mean to us, practically speaking? In other words, what, what should our attitude be going into Yom Hadin? And I want to bring a teaching that I think really expresses it in a very deep and beautiful way. So everybody knows the holiest name of God is the four-letter name of God. We refer to it as yud K vav K, the letters Yud and He, and then the letters Vav and He, all together infinity and beyond as they say so anyway with those four letters there are 12 different permutations that you can make now there are 12 months of the year so that works out really well which means that there's one permutation one for each of the 12 months that will sort of be a spiritual dna for how the energy flows in each of the months or the personalities of the months. And it gets, it gets very deep and those four letters correlate with four word phrases within Tanakh, which gives you a deeper insight. And it's, it, it's quite amazing. If you're, if you're interested in delving deeper in this, the, the classic book on this subject is the B'nai Yisachar by the Din of Rebbe, one of the great Hasidic masters. And he goes month by month and you can see all sorts of amazing, amazing teachings there. Anyway, of the 12 different permutations of Hashem's name, interestingly, only one of those permutations actually spells a Hebrew word. So what is that word and what month does that word go in? So as you probably guessed, the month is Tishrei. That's, that is where Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is. And what word does it spell? Well, it spells the word Vahaya. Now, this word Vahaya is really striking because it says in the Talmud, in Gomorrah Megillah, that any time a verse in the Torah begins with the word Vahaya, it means it will be good. Something positive is about to happen. Now, that's instructive to us because what is our attitude supposed to be going into Judgment Day? And the answer is, based on this, confidence. We're supposed to have confidence in the fact that God, who's shaping our lives and is guiding the world, wants to do good and is about to do good. So feel good, feel confident, go in not afraid, but go in knowing that you're about to embrace the one who's embracing you, the one who loves you the most. The next thought I want to share has to do with the bumblebee. 
bumblebees are fascinating because according to some, how is it possible that they can fly? If you think about the bumblebee from the, an engineering standpoint, it's this incredibly unlikely creature. Meaning to say that its body is so big and its wings are so small that it doesn't, not only doesn't it make sense that it can fly, but it should be impossible that it can fly. Now, why are we talking about bumblebees? Because everybody knows on Rosh Hashanah, one of the main things that we do besides listening to the chauffeur is we've got honey and we dip the apple into the honey. We, we dip our challah into the honey. And it's like, it's just one of the highlights of the entire holiday for a sweet year. So now let's think more profoundly about what honey is exactly. And I'd like to express it this way. Honey is the fruit of the impossible. Honey is the fruit of the impossible. You see, as we head into Rosh Hashanah, there's so many things that we've cut ourselves off from because we've decided either consciously or unconsciously that's just in the realm of the impossible. World peace is impossible, right? The end of hatred is impossible. You know, all, all of these things are impossible. And, and, and what happens is, is that we really cut our wings off and we're kind of just left stranded, you know, just kind of in this little pocket of life. And so the first thing to do is to just dip your brain, dip your soul in honey, <laughs> the fruit of the impossible. Now, I don't know if you remember hearing this story from me this year, but this is one of the most amazing things happened that happened to me this past year. Unbelievable. And I'll just give you the, the quick version, but you know, it was, it was Purim and I was at my Purim Suda, my Purim meal. And I, you know, like every, every good Jew, I, I downed a bottle of wine or, you know, that's how I do the mitzvah. You know, maybe you can take a nap and fulfill just getting to that level of, you know, being beyond knowing that way or just, just loving, loving people to the utmost. You can, you can get to it that way. There are different ways of doing it, but, but certainly the, the, the traditional way is, is, is with wine. And, you know, I called an Uber, went to the airport because I was going to my, my, my great friend's son's bar mitzvah. And I took the red eye flight and, you know, I was just exhausted when I got there and I called an Uber. Now I didn't, I didn't know that this, his place, which was only six minutes away. I didn't know that it was that close. Anyway, I wake up a half an hour later in another County. And he says, we're here. And I open up my eyes and I know immediately that we're not there because my friend lives in the middle of a forest, literally. And this is just a regular suburban street. And so I said, turn around. We drive a couple of blocks and then we get to the main street and I see a sign that says Valhalla Cemeteries. He had driven me to my parents' gravesite. My mind was absolutely blown. You can imagine, I'm in a different county. I didn't even know I was anywhere close to where my parents were buried. I just remember thinking, how is this happening? I, I, I must be dreaming, but, but I wasn't dreaming, but I couldn't understand 
how what was happening around me was actually happening around me. And then I remember these words coming to me, that the impossible happens in real time. And, and so, yeah, the impossible happens in real time. And I just want to tell you a story about that because it made me think, this is how it's going to be when Mashiach comes. We're going to be, you know, typing an email, whatever it is, checking, checking a text, opening the refrigerator, you know, whatever it is. And we're going to hear a noise. And we're going to think it's a car alarm, construction, but it's not going to stop. And we're going to walk outside and, and we're going to realize that it's the great chauffeur blast of Mashiach. And we're going to transition right into this into this next phase in real time in real time and we're going to realize why well, it's it's happening it's happening and here it is you know interestingly in the psalms king david describes he says when mashiach comes we're going to be like dreamers and i i really experienced that feeling you know on a, on a smaller level obviously but I think I know what he meant with those words. Like, you're going to think this can't be happening, but here it is. It's absolutely happening. So one of my favorite Hasidic stories, I forgot the names of the Rebbes, but one was talking to the other and he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you how it's going to be when Mashiach comes. You're going to come home from work. You're going to daven marav, the evening prayer. You're going to eat dinner. You're going to go to bed. You're going to go to sleep. And you're going to hear a noise. It's going to wake you up. It's a commotion. You're going to go to the window. And you're going to realize that Mashiach has come. And the other one says, you know something? I see it just a little bit differently. He says, it's going to be a day just like today, just like you said. You're going to come home from work going to dive in the evening prayer, going to eat dinner, going to go to bed, but you're not going to be able to go to sleep because there's going to be something in the air, some energy in the air. And then you're going to hear a commotion. You're going to go to the window and you're going to realize that Mashiach has come. Right? That idea, that idea that the impossible happens in real time. So, one of the teachings that I love so much from the Katska Rebbe, he says, to bring the dead back to life is a very great miracle. But you know what's an even bigger miracle? To bring the living back to life. So, I thought about that for many years, and I, I wondered... Why is that true? I, I, I know it's true, but why is it true? And then something struck me very deep, which is, do you know why it's easier to bring the dead back to life? Because you don't need their permission. With the living, 
The living have to agree to want to be brought back to life. And so as we head into this new year, let's give ourselves, us the living, let's give ourselves the permission to be brought back to life, to expand our horizons, to take this word impossible off the table and to liberate ourselves to be expansive and to believe and to have that incredible confidence in God that he wants to give us the most and bring us to that place that he's already promised because it's not if, it's when. It's when God fulfills the word that he's promised through all the prophets and through all the sages that will come to that place where there won't be any hatred, any war. And that's the, that's the world that God had in mind to create from the very, very outset. And, and we're not there yet, but, but we're going to be there. And we're going to be there by exuding that love, feeling that confidence, expanding our realm of possibilities, doing more, loving more, committing more. And it's just waiting for us. Okay. Have the happiest, most blessed, most tranquil, most meaningful, meaningful New Year, Roshona, Yom Kippur, and uh, just sending lots and lots of love. Thanks for listening. We do this every week, so join in again next Sunday for a new podcast where we explore the amazingness of life. And review us and send in any comments or suggestions. I'd love to hear them.